This podcast is for women from all walks of life to come together and share their stories through their eyes. So thanks for taking the journey with us. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Journey Podcast. I'm excited, like every single night um, that we get to do this, we have another amazing woman here who's going to share her journey with you all. Um, We are not personally connected, but we are connected by someone that is very close to her, which is her brother, uh, Derek. We sung in the Temple Gospel Choir together. And um, if you know Derek, he talks about his sister all the time. So that's how I know this amazing woman. Uh, She has a story that I've been following through Instagram over the last year. And I'm so excited for her to share it with you all. So today we have none other than Miss Kirsten Millard. How are you? Hi, I am great. Hi, Simone. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share my story. I'm excited. Me too. So I'm not going to waste the time, you know, you know, the same say I'm not going to be late the hour. Um, so let's, okay. get, let's get right yeah. into it. So <laughs> tell the listeners, who are you? Uh, what is it that you do? Where do you come from? All those great things about who Kirsten is. Yes, you broke up a little bit there, Simone, but I think I got the gist of what you asked me. My name is Kirsten, for those who don't know, and I am from PG County, Maryland, 301 Stand Up, Um, and I am currently living in Louisiana right now with my um, mom, and I'm just assisting her with ministry, and I'm really just living my best post-chemo life i am i'm not i can't remember if you mentioned it uh already simone but my i am a cancer survivor for those who don't know so i'll probably be touching a lot about that's a big part of my journey i'm a big unexpected part of my journey so i'll probably be touching on that a lot today but yeah that's a little bit about me you didn't talk but tell us more tell us about your beauty and all the things that you do because you do a lot more than just being a, a, a cancer survivor there's way more to you Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Kirsten? You did? I'm yeah. here. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. So t- tell us more about you. Uh, tell us, like, you know, things that you're interested in, uh, you know, all the beauty things that I know that you do, all those great things. Can you share more about that, too? Yes, I like to say that I like all things cute, basically. So I love beauty. I love, there was a point in my life where I wanted to be a makeup artist. Um, You know, I quickly realized, can you see me okay? Because I feel like it's a weird glare right you're, you're here. You're sideways. Okay, there we go. Yeah, you were sideways. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's fix it. Go. Come on, technology. There you go. Let's, let's, let's speak to it. Okay, there we go. So, um, yeah, there was a point in my life where I thought I wanted to be a makeup artist, and I quickly realized that, okay, just because you like makeup and all these cute things that you don't want to be a makeup artist, you just like makeup. But I like all things cute. I love fashion. I love lifestyle. Um, a lot of people, um, oh, I'm, fitting, I'm forgetting a major one. Chef Kier is in the building right now. A lot of people know me and um, who follow me know that I love to cook. I really got into cooking 
Um, I say in 2016, I just wanted to like learn how to cook healthier. And I don't know, it was just like, I call myself like prepping, prepping to be a wife. And so I was like, okay, I need to figure out and know how to cook. And so I really got into cooking um, back in 2016. So that's one of my favorite things to do, shop, um, all types. Of, I'm into a lot of things, a lot of, all things cute, fun. But right now, you know, we're not doing a lot of things because we in Rona jail. We're not going to talk about Rona how to, Rona trying to keep us hostage, but you know, we're not going to go in on Rona right now. We just going to pray that Rona leaves the building and make her exit stay left soon. Okay. So, um, yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else I have a platform with my family, um, that we are launching getting off the ground, right? We actually launched it in, uh, I want to say it was 2017. It's called the modern Christian family. And our tagline is not flawless, but faithful. And that's really, that tagline is really what we're all about. We're about showing how modern day Christians can live authentically, can live authentic lives. And we don't have to be afraid to, you know, talk about certain subjects or reveal certain things about our lives. And, you know, just the power in being a Christian and, you know, just encouraging people to live authentically as Christians because there's power in all of our stories, there's power in our flaws. And so that's what our platform is about. And um, that's one of the main things that I'm focused on right now. So <laughs> I love it. I love, I listen, I love the, the platform, all of it. Um, and I've been following you in the healthy living, trying to get some of your recipes, watching the Insta stories, you know, getting <laughs> all those great things. Um, so let's get right into it. So tell us about your journey. Um, you have already shared with everyone that you are uh, a cancer survivor, but t- let's talk about that journey. Yes, yeah, so last year, um, January 2019, I moved across the country from Maryland. Well, I was living in D.C. at the time, but if you're from Maryland, D.C., same difference, DMV. Um, but I moved across the country from the DMV to uh, California and uh, was just working in the entertainment industry, excited to be out there and really, you know, make a path for myself, make a, um, a on a new journey, excited to be in a new state. And unexpectedly, um, I was diagnosed with cancer. And um, wait, I think we lost you again. Just go home. Okay. Simone, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yep. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I'm almost home, but I don't know what's wrong with this uh, Wi-Fi. Hey, everybody. This is called technology in 2020, but oh, let me make sure that our thing is right. Can you see me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I forget where I was. So, yes, moved from um, L.A. to, um, excuse me, moved from Maryland to L.A., and I was just excited, and I unexpectedly was diagnosed with um, lymphoma, and so... That came out of left field 100%. Um, but had I not been, and this is all part of my story, part of my testimony, had I not been um, already prepped by my parents and the way that they raised me and the way that they taught me and the way that I watched them respond to life, had I not been, seen them respond, respond to life's mishaps um, myself and just watch them or and be ingrained in the world, then I would not have known how to respond because there were other things that were going on in my life too that were very unexpected. So this was just kind of like the cherry on top of a couple of things that were not really going my way. Um, And so that 
if, if I could say anything about that experience, like right now is, you know, get comfortable with the unexpected because that was a very unexpected situation that happened in my life. And had I not been intentional and prepared to respond in a certain way, that could have took me out. You know, I could have chose to talk through that whole experience, but um, I was diagnosed and I went through um, six months of aggressive chemotherapy. Um, my my chemo uh, treatment was not um, was not like your tip. Most people, um, of course, we know that there's tons of different of cancer, kind of tons of different types of cancers, um, and we come against all of them. I'm going to just say that right now, but my um, chemotherapy treatment was not like most people most people go into like what you call an infusion center and you maybe have a couple of hours of chemo and then you are able to leave well my treatment was not like that I had to um be admitted to the hospital every uh time I went to treatment so I had six rounds and basically I spent six to seven um days in a hospital for about five months to get in treatment and so basically I was in chemo jail and I didn't went from chemo jail to Rona jail <laughs> so you can imagine what the what my past year has been like yeah. <laughs> locked up in hospitals locked up in houses and so um that was just it was just it was a very again unexpected experience but I chose and was intentional about my response and how I was responding to the things that were happening in my life. Um, and, you know, we made it through. So. Absolutely. Um, and you, you, you already, like, dropped some, like, amazing jewels. But um, you just said something about being intentional about your response. And as you, you stated, and I'm not sure if everyone heard it, but you are um, a PK. So talk about that journey and how that was a part of your process of the journey of then going through cancer. Yeah, I think um, a lot of times we grow up and, um, you know, we always are hearing when we grow up, train up a child, train up a child. And sometimes that can go over um, our heads and that could just become really cliche for a lot of people like, yeah, yeah, train up a child. But it's not until you get older and you realize how significant and how important that training up a child means when you when you get hit with something like a cancer diagnosis. And so I'm just very thankful for my parents choosing to live a life that was pleasing to God and choosing to live authentic life where they didn't hide like if, if something happened um, in our family or if somebody died, they didn't hide those things to try to make it, you know, you know, we like to over overly spiritualize some things sometimes. Right. And so they were very real with us, but also always operated in faith. Um, and, you know, God is in the balance. So it's like a lot of times we can over spiritualize things, but we got to be able to make things practical. So they yeah. watching my parents, they made things very practical for me and they didn't, they didn't have us really grow up in a in a fairy tale world because I, I feel like when you grow up Christian, you kind of sometimes can grow up um, thinking the world is like a utopia and you're never going to go through anything. Yeah. And that's the exact opposite. Okay, Absolutely. most of the time, most of the time when because you are Christian, you're going to go through worse. a lot of things. Because yeah. exactly, exactly. So um, going back to the train up a child thing, if they were they just watching my parents live the way they live I realized now was silently making deposits in me because I watched them again respond to life's mishap in faith 
I was now able to respond to my own life's mishap mm -hmm. in faith as well. The situation looked ugly, but I chose to respond in a way that where I spoke to the situation and said, let's turn this situation around. Yeah. So I'm just very thankful for my parents' example. Um, very thankful for my pastor's example. Um, I talk about, if you follow me, you know, I talk about um, Dr. Didi, Dr. Mike Freeman. He went through a, uh, a health uh, crisis, and Dr. Didi was somebody who was in my ear, who I kept in my ear when I first went into the hospital before I even knew I was diagnosed. I was being hospitalized excuse me, hospitalized, knowing something was going on. Dr. Didi was somebody who I would just play in my ear as I slept um, while they were holding me in the hospital. And I was just ingraining that word into me because I, I you know, you sense when, when an attack is coming, you yeah. know? And so I sense that, you know, something was going on. I may not have known what was going on, but I sense something. And that just goes back to the train up a child thing because yeah. I, 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 again, watched my parents when they sent something go on, they pulled out their tools. What are our tools? Our tools of the word, our tools of worship. This is how we fight our battles. Yeah. And so watching them fight their battles, not just with practical things, because a lot of times, again, I'm jumping to a lot of things, but it's all important. So y'all y'all stay with us. Stay with us. A lot of times we like to diminish the spiritual um, aspect of things, or it's like, you know, we like to say, well, no, girl, chemo saved your life, or, you know, no, girl, you, you're making it too spiritual. No, I'm not making anything too too spiritual. I fought this thing with, with chemo, chemotherapy, and I fought this thing with God by my side worship, because in those days where I was feeling terrible, in those days where I felt like I couldn't breathe, I spoke to my situation. I, I used worship to change my mood. I used worship to change my atmosphere. And so, again, all of those things I would not have known to do had it not been for the example that my parents were and how they raised me and what they exposed me to. And so the nugget here is just train up a child. That's not just a cliche thing. That's not just a thing that sounds cute in the church or sounds cute uh, to be throwing out there. No, it's, it's for real. Let's train up a child because in life, everybody's going to have a day where they got to respond to some crisis. Absolutely. And if you don't know how to respond, that thing can take you out. Absolutely. And so, because again, my parents, because of what they exposed me to, I knew how to respond. I love it. And you've already went into my next question about what was in your invisible backpack. What, you know, those sayings, those words, scriptures, people. Um, but is there anything else like that you felt as though, especially because you were across, you were, you know, you went to a new state, you were on the whole opposite side of the, of the, of the country. So, so what else was in your invisible backpack, you know, going through that? Yeah. Um, I say Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of my um, favorite scriptures. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. And I feel like that's not like that is how I live my life. No matter what I go through, I rest in the fact that I know that no matter what happens, God, in the end, God will get the glory. It may look ugly, but in the end, it's all God's plan. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I just live my life resting in the fact that no matter what situation I find myself in, that in the end, you know, I will be okay. And I kind of went radical with this idea a little bit um, in a, in another uh, interview that I, I was having with somebody, but basically to sum, sum it up, I was talking about that 
I made the statement that even if I died, God would have still been glorified. And somebody was like, well, how can you say that? And I was like, I know that sounds harsh. I know that sounds like radical. What do you mean? And what I mean by that is death doesn't glorify God because death was never um, intended. Death was, it was never intended for us to experience death. Mm -hmm. But in the end, Jesus gave us victory over death. And so had I died, I would have bust heaven wide open. Yeah. So, you know, so it's like just having, yeah. So it's just like, it sounds radical when I say that, but I, I truly live my life and feel feel like that even no matter what had happened if I if I, of course I didn't want to die of course I want to live and have my full life at tw- I was uh 26 when I got uh diagnosed I have a full life ahead of me so of course I still want years on my life but I'm so confident in God's plan for my life that I can comfortably say that no matter what the outcome is I know that God is going to be glorified in the end that I will be okay so that and and that's major um you know being so young and you know we are in a culture where we you know we glorify it through social media all these things but when it gets down to the nitty-gritty and we have to go through these things it's it it, we really get to is it something that i'm saying or is it something that i truly believe um so i you know i i appreciate you know you going through that and saying that because that's so important um especially as millenniums or generation xyz whatever you are but that faith that you have and it's 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 essential to be able to go through the journey. I want I want you to talk more if you know if you don't mind about you know being someone so young and like those having those set mindsets and you know you know you might have friends who you know though they believe in the back of their mind it wasn't you know as strong as the faith as you. So talk about like that experience. Yeah, I think um I think a lot of times okay, it was two things I wanted to say. I think a lot of times people look at me and think, oh, I'm a PK or uh, almost try to say like, I have some type of special sauce from God on my life. Mm -hmm. We all got a special sauce, you know what I'm saying? And that whole thing, like I have a necklace on right now that says favorite. The whole idea about favorite, a lot of people like to throw that out like, oh, I'm favored by God and almost like God favors me over another person. Nah. That's not what favorite means. Favor, we are all favored by God. So it has, there's nothing special about me that made my situation come out like this. The only thing that I did that maybe somebody else may not know how to do or have the tools to do or may choose to do, keyword choose, is that I chose and I was intentional about how I was going to respond to my situation. And so... I, I forget the question. Remind me of the question again, Simone, because I was going somewhere with that. Okay. Uh, about your experience, like with those who are surrounded by you who doesn't have as strong of a faith as you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the whole thing about, well, somebody, somebody's faith is not as strong as, oh, oh my goodness, it's a car. We need to pray because the car um, flipped over right here. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. if anybody's watching, let's pray and lift up these people who are right here. Yeah. And we just call them healed, hold, and whatever's going on and find anything on their life. Um, and so uh, what was I saying? I'm so sorry, Simone. It's all right. Uh, got it when I'm like, we, that's another thing. That, let's just put that in right there. Pray on spot, y'all. Mm-hmm. When you say, when, when, somebody, when you like, oh, I'm going to pray for you, no. You might forget. Just go yeah. ahead and pray on spot, y'all. That's another nugget. <laughs> but um, I was saying all that to say that the whole 
something that that um that I have access to, we all have the access to it equally. So it's not like my faith is stronger than yours. It's just the fact that I choose to respond in a certain way. And my choice is what accesses my, the choice and how I choose to respond is what accesses the promise. So God gave us free will to choose how we're going to live life, to choose how we're going to respond in life. And so there's, that's where your power is. The power is not in thinking that, my faith is stronger than yours or God favors you over me or God likes you more. God, God is always helping you more than uh, shining on you more than he yeah. is on me. No, God shines on all of us equally. It all comes down to our individual choice and how we want to respond and access the promise that God has already given us. So. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of, you know, we, you know, like you said, we all have the same access and God hears us and, and, all that and it's all about the the works that's going along with your faith so i you know i i truly love that you said that because it's it's so important that we don't forget that that it, it it's not a i think because of the the culture that we're in right now and it's like okay well this person you know because they got more this and more that you know yeah we can see something. everything everybody's doing so yeah we living in comparison culture right now absolutely so I, I, I love that you said that because it's, 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 it's very much essential for us to understand that, that it's, it's not a competition, that God loves us and he has a space for each and every one of us. Um, so thank you for that. Um, I want you, so, you know, this journey, that part of your journey is now, you know, wrapping up. So talk about where your journey is going now. What is it that, you know, you're planning or, you know, what, what's coming out of this experience for you? Yeah, um, right now, I actually, out of this experience, um, it kind of led me to move to um, Louisiana with my parents. They're building ministry here, and they have been for the past eight years. So now, if, if anybody else has heard, my brother and um, my sister-in-law are also moving <laughs> here, too. So that's kind of what is on our big to-do list right now, just assist and help and serve um, our parents in ministry. Um, and then I also have something super cool dropping next week. So if you don't follow me, follow me, Kirsten, what, what is my name on social? Kirsten underscore Nache on Instagram. And I think it's Kirsten Nache on Facebook. But I have some fun stuff uh, dropping um, as a result of my, uh, it's all connected to my story and my cancer story and just some things that God laid on my heart, heart to uh, launch. And so I'm actually doing that. I want to say next monday the july 19th so i'm excited about it and i'm just honestly i'm just living life enjoying life we're in chemo jail well some of us are in um, not chemo jail some of us are in rona jail but some of us are choosing not to be in rona jail and they put their mask back on but that's a whole nother topic living their so we're not gonna go life. there we're not gonna go there but yeah um i'm just living our best post chemo life enjoying life i'm i'm a little sad that we can't travel right now because I really had in my mind that, that I was going to be able to travel a lot this year because, you know, once you have a cancer diagnosis, you like, it's just like, this is a cliche part. I'm going to live my life. Yes. I'm like, Rona is messing up the living of the lives, but, you know, soon come. I'm trusting God that Rona will exit stage left soon. <laughs> I love it. So you said something um, that I want to talk about really quickly the fact that you know you have overcome such a, a journey and experience and you decided while you could be doing whatever you want living your best life you decided to come and serve 
with your with your parents, which is a testament to who they are and a testament to you. So, you know, talk talk more about that because, you know, some people who may go through a, a similar experience might be like, nope, I, I don't care about nobody else. But, you know, yeah. you know what's your mindset behind that? I'm going to just be real. It's like my mindset is, okay, I, I was talking to my I was talking to my parents and my family and even my therapist about this, like how you can feel two ways about something at once and it's okay. Don't think you're crazy. Because even it, I think as a result of this move, I started to experience things and some growing pains with myself, with my family relationships. Um, I didn't anticipate these things, but all of it is, a part of this season I just believe is connected to God preparing me to deal with um things that, for where he's taking me but um I did my parents I thank God for them because there it wasn't you know you have parents who are like well no you need to come move with me or, or like try to force your life or try to direct them um direct your life and, and control what you do but my parents are very adamant that and like hey if you want to stay because they, I stayed and got my treatment in L.A. Now, mind you, my um, dad is basically based on the East Coast in Maryland. My mom is based in Louisiana. So my entire family was essentially flying. Not essentially. They were flying in and out all throughout mm-hmm. my treatment. I thank God for them because I was never alone. Um, but I'm saying all that to say that they were very adamant at the end of my treatment. Like, if you want to stay in California, that it is your life. You know, live your life. So I just sent by the Holy Spirit, I just had a piece about making a decision to come um, to Louisiana. So um, I would just say, just go with the peace barometer because I, it would have been real cute for me to stay in LA and live my best life. And I had some plans out there where I thought I was going to be out there because again, I had just moved to LA mm-hmm. in January, 2019, and I was diagnosed in June, 2019. So I got a couple of little months out in LA and then it was like, okay, shut down. Right. So, you know, I had every right. I could have stayed in LA. I could have lived my best life. Like it was golden and just had a grand old time instead of coming to small town, Louisiana and serving in ministry, but I know, um, I, I know that this, I had peace about moving here, so I'm excited to be here, and I'm just, again, here comes the peace about trusting God, and just trusting God's plan for my life, so I'm excited to be here, and I would just say, even though this was very, this move was very unexpected, unexpected for me, that's life, life is very unexpected, so again, you know, get comfortable, I would, I'm, this is, I'm preaching to the choir, because I'm still learning this lesson, it's like, get comfortable with the unexpected, get comfortable with adapting to these, to things, I'm still learning how to do that in my own life, so preaching to the choir, but I would definitely say it's something that you have to be intentional about, so, yeah. Awesome. So this last question is, uh, what are some empowering words that you can share with someone who may be going through a similar journey as yours? Um, I would say no matter how sour life gets, always turn sour lemons into lemonade. Because honestly, we, again, we are all going to go through some sour situation in life. And we have the choice of whether we're going to go through that sour situation bitter or go grab some sugar, some honey, a spoon, and figure out how to sweeten that situation mm-hmm. up and figure out how to make that unfortunate event, that unfortunate experience, 
system better for our lives. So that's, that's my little, uh, my little uh, quote to everybody. Turn them lemons into lemonade. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you again, Kirsten. Uh, Can you just drop your social media again so people can follow along uh, with all the amazing things that's to come from you? I I definitely don't want them to miss. And also drop the modern uh, Christian family information too so people can follow along with that. Yes. um, My social on Instagram is Kirsten underscore Nishay. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N underscore N-I-C-H-E. Um, and then it's Kirsten Nashay on Facebook. And then the Modern Christian Family, we are available on podcasts as well as YouTube. Um, we do Modern Christian Mondays, and that was just yesterday, so we do it every other Monday. But go follow the Modern Christian Family on all platforms. We're available on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. So follow us. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you again, Kirsten. Uh Life won't be easy, but it's a journey worth taking. So thank you for taking the journey with us. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into another episode of the Journey uh, Podcast. We'll have another podcast next week with the lovely Miss Susan Small. So thank you once again for listening. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Simone.